Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Aileen Drexler, Jordana Abraham, and Sammy Sage. Before they were business partners, they were close friends who've known each other since elementary school. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Get to know the women who've been making us laugh since 2011. Who allowed you to take my breath away? This is At Betches. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Aileen. I'm Jordana. And I'm Sabby. And today, we have lots to cover. Sex in the City, we need to talk about, even though like that's been all over Instagram. Um, Succession, even though I've already talked to everyone I know about it. And the amazing holiday party we just had two nights ago. Yeah. And a lot more. So... First, let's talk about this holiday party. How are you guys feeling now? <laughs> now that it's two days later? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you still hungover? Almost 36 hours later, I'm mostly recovered. Um, <laughs> I had a great time. It was so nice to meet people who, you know, I had only met on Zoom or hadn't met at all. It was very fun. The drinks, though, heavy, heavy pours. For sure. Agreed. I was down. Yeah, because I feel like I only had like three drinks. And I was like, I never, ever wake up drunk. (laughs) And that was, I like, I was, it was crazy. But then I kept hearing about everybody else who sort of felt the same way. And then I was like, okay, it's not, must have not been me. Because at the end of the night, people that I normally don't see that like drunk with me were. And I was like, this can't just be the fact that we all like, we're just excited to see each other. (laughs) No, because I I usually have like more drinks. Well, did you go to the second bar? No, I did not go to the second bar. No, that's what I'm saying. Aileen went to the, when Aileen goes out, Aileen goes out. I didn't drink at the second <laughs> bar, though. Uh, <laughs> Kristen bought us Guinness. <laughs> and because so I was like, I've never had Guinness before. And she's like, we must have Guinness. And so she brought it to the table. But that, I, I didn't have another drink. Because like, I, I, I remember having like the wherewithal to be like, I need water. Guinness is like stronger, too, than regular beer. Is it? I think so. You know, I was a bartender back in college. Is it any stronger what, than IPA? Yeah, it's dark. It's like a heavy beer, and I'm pretty sure it's slightly more alcoholic. No, than... it's four point two. That's not uh, that. Are you sure? Uh, that alcoholic. Yeah, alcoholic beers are like IPAs, like sevens and eights that I partake in at home. Hmm. <laughs> IPAs are stronger than Guinness. I wouldn't have assumed that. Oh yeah, it's the good shit. But anyway, it was really fun. There were people there, but I think the drinks were really, really. They were like doubles instead of singles, let's just say. And, and I, I, you know, in a tequila soda, you don't know. What, it's all clear. Right. And yeah. they were free and they were rolling the whole night. It wasn't like hard to get a drink because there was. Um, They're not free, Sammy. Okay. But they were. <laughs> yes, They're open bar. <laughs> you weren't pulling out your credit card at any point. I, I did. did. I did. My credit card and I did buy after the bar tab was okay, over. I right. did, and I left my credit card there. And Camille like got it for me because she she was leaving at the end, and I did. I, I guess I didn't realize. Yeah. After the bar tab ends, everyone knows who to hang out with. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is that why everyone was talking? Yeah, about suddenly, you become much more popular once. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was really fun. It was fun to see people. Um, like like you said, like because we've been working remotely for so long, and it just felt nice to sort of 
connect with like everyone who works at Betches. It makes it so much more fun. It reminds me of like all the fun times we had when we were in the office. The other interesting thing is that you don't, people who you haven't met in person, there's no sense of like how tall they are or like, (laughs) or like how, like what they really look like. A face only says so much about just like the person's presence. And so it's really makes a totally different vibe meeting people in person. To get to know someone. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. That's what like, they say about dating apps. 2D to 3D. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> right, except you're not lying <laughs> about your height in your Zoom combos. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of TV to talk about. I stayed up late all week trying to catch up so that Doing I would have something homework? to talk to you guys about. Yeah, last, I'm, I'm kind of tired. I was stayed up very late. The, the last two episodes of Succession were like an hour and 15 minutes each. I was yep. like, oh, I do not cannot commit to this, but it's over. I wish I could experience it again. Didn't, did you not enjoy it? I did enjoy it, but I was really tired. But I knew it's like, you know, it's kind of like with this show or when we were doing Bravo, when you kind of like have to talk about it, it does take away a little bit of the pleasure, at least for me in watching it, because I'm like, now I have to. And when I watch when I want to, I'm like a lot more engaged. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's because you're thinking on two tracks while you're watching something that you're going to later be commenting on. It's mm, like instead right. of just full absorption mode, you're in like absorption and analysis mode. And that takes away from Makes fully it less experiencing the whole thing. <laughs> business or pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, half no, of I- your brain is watching for business, which is like I, I enjoy Like I love talking about it. So I have, you know, but it's. You still have to really. I had to. I would have normally, if we were not doing this, I would have watched it anyway. But I would have watched it like I was tired last night. I would have like stopped it and finished it the next day. Right. Whereas I did. Yeah. Not. Right. Well, that but. that just shows like burnout really is is very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, what should we talk about first? Succession. Succession. I think. Okay. So I'm gonna leave this really revolutionary question out there. What did everyone think? Oh boy, I have a lot of thoughts. I am so happy, just umbrella comment. I'm really happy by the way that it ended. There was no obvious, I don't know, is this the right word? Gratuitous kind of like ending where somebody died. Is that the right word, Sammy? Like just something, like, you know, (laughs) I'm just happy none of that happened. And I'm happy it still, it did what it does best, which is like show you that there's shit going on behind the scenes and it all kind of happens in the end. And there were such beautiful scenes like yes. the, 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 the conversation in that like dirt parking lot of like they're in Tuscany and they have this like really, really meaningful, meaningful ish, but still like a really powerful conversation next to garbage cans. Like I thought that was really, really good. Yeah. We could talk about each thing separately, but, um, Generally, I was just like proud to be a Succession fan, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Like they don't, they don't overdo it. Nothing ever feels unnecessary. And I think earlier in the season, I wasn't enjoying it as much because things felt sort of repetitive. You know, who's going to be in charge? That was kind of right. And you throw in a potential acquisition here and there, but maybe a DOJ investigation. But I think that actually, because I went back and. I didn't really do a full watch, but I sort of had it on the background, the earlier episodes. And there are a lot of random comments that you thought were random or just but they're filler at the time. But they're not. Like, for example, Tom, when he first agreed to, you know, put himself up at the DOJ, you know, to be the one to go to jail, that 
whole thing was extended on purpose and dramatized on purpose. And he randomly at one point talks about calling Rex Hendon to talk about it, who was the lawyer who the mom says that she's handling, you know, the change in the supermajority. And so now I realize like all these sort of random comments will come. There's a possibility that none of them are random. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just really I think it was they went they went to another level, the show. Speaking of things that they've been doing after last season, the way that like Kendall and Nick Braun, what's his name? Cousin Greg were always like sort of in cahoots. You watch back and you say, oh, you see them come on the yacht together. That's kind of interesting. So they're together on the plane like that means they've been talking about it this whole time. So watching this season, I had been looking out for stuff like that that seems random, but like it's going to come up next time. To me, every time Tom talked about going to jail, I was like, he seems like he's like testing Shiv. He seems like he's seeing if Shiv gives a shit about him in a way that might come back. I've been saying Tom is going to do something at the end. Like I've been saying and I just felt it. There's no way he's just going to lay flat on his back again. And like just take Shiv's shit this whole season. Also, they kept showing that Tom was always with Logan. Logan. He kept calling, okay, Tom, come with me to Sarajevo. Tom, do this and this. He's always with him. They show him like being a competent ATN leader in that like um, scene when um, he's talking to the advertisers. So like you can kind of believe it. And then he does the thing where he's like, I'm going to go to jail for you. I think that was really not so Logan would like Tom for Shiv, but so Logan would like Tom for Tom. You know what I mean? To secure his place in the company, not to secure his place in the marriage. Yeah, well, I think he probably realized that securing his place in the company would actually serve his marriage better. Because going all the way back to when they first got married, Logan said to Shiv, like, you're marrying a man fathoms beneath you because you don't want to be betrayed. Oh. And now it's really switched. And people think, oh, Tom's like this bumbling idiot who just like failed up. Not really, because he married her and then he he could have done anything. But instead, he built he worked his way up and then he ingratiated himself with Logan. Like when they were picking the president, they asked Logan calls Tom out and it's like, Tom, what do you who do you think it should be? Right. And that's just a very different place from being fathoms beneath Shiv I think what's like interesting is that the kids all ended up just like on the bottom because they they don't know how to actually all they the only thing they've learned how to do is manipulate their their dad. They didn't actually learn how to incorporate like all the other pieces into it. Kendall, I actually think could be good at running the company, except for the fact that he's self-destructive. Yeah. Kendall Set his, his plan when he was telling all the siblings to come over, he said, we're going to buy Gojo. We're going to do X, Y, Z. Then in the treehouse, he suggests to Matson way before Matson's stock price went up, you should just buy us. And he was like, oh, this is self-serving, like true blood. So <laughs> to me, Kendall knows sort of what to do. He has the vision, but he can't execute it because he's in, always gets in his own way. He even says that when he's sitting in the dirt. He's like, I saw all the signposts yep. and the markers and the way to do it, but it just fell he apart. Cut. And it's like, okay, well, at least he was thinking about those things as opposed to you can see Shiv is sort of just like not, 
you know. Question. Yeah. Yes. Here's my thought. Take away. <laughs> yeah. We're waiting for you to jump in. Why is Greg invited to the mom's wedding? I don't know why that Greg is anywhere. Any sense. Anywhere at any point. <laughs> it's not his side of the family. Why would he be invited? Why is Jerry invited? Jerry. Okay. I actually figured out why Jerry is involved in all this stuff. Invited to the wedding. <laughs> Jerry is Shiv's godmother. So my guess is that the mom, Shiv's mom, has somewhat of a relationship with Jerry from years back. What about Greg? Doesn't make sense that Greg would be invited to any of this stuff. Greg basically yeah, enters the, in the first season. Greg is sort of their like semi estranged cousin who happens to like find a job at this company, and now he's invited to the wedding he's in, in every Italy. Scene. But, but his, <laughs> I okay, I know I don't know why he'd be invited, but his mom <laughs> actually has a vote in the acquisition. So they mentioned Greg's mom at one point. They said like she was a vote. That was so, the one thing I didn't understand. Remember when they were like talking about rumblings of what's going on and they said assistants are going to Greg. And I'm like, what does that any of that mean? I didn't understand. Remember? And then and then um, what's his face? Dick picks goes to uh, goes to Greg when he's talking to the like the the countess or Cap Luann and he's like and he's like so uh I hear uh, there's some people uh, talking to you and it was like just like a very um like I just didn't understand what they were talking about I don't do you know what that was about I'm not sure like but part of me just thinks that in a family like this one where they're not like judiciously watching the guest count and because they don't really care they're just sort of inviting. Like, I feel like they spray out invitations a little more freely than your average person. But you would also think it'd be like an elite event that they would be like. Well, Greg's elite but now. Their fam- Greg, is, Greg, was always el- Greg was always elite. Like, no, he's, he, was, he was the mascot at the well, now, park. No, but, but his <laughs> seasons later. I know. Yeah, but his like his relation is elite. Like the mom sent him to do that so that, and then immediately he's sudden, he's now, he's like at the top very quickly. Well, he's at the, no, 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 he's, he's, he's lost in the middle and he's going to the bottom of the top. At the bottom of the top. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am, said mom, I am obsessed with little sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable and it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. There were so many funny, funny, funny lines in this episode, especially my one of my favorites was when um, what's Dick Pick's name? What's his Roman. name? Oh, my God. Roman. Romulus. <laughs> like 
<laughs> who go, who go, when he goes, who hasn't clipped a kid with an old Porsche? An odd kid. An odd, who hasn't <laughs> clipped an odd kid with an old Porsche? I was just like, that is really, like from his perspective, like from, right. from you know, Kendall's perspective is like, I killed someone. Also, like we said, he didn't. And I like that Romulus pointed that out. In fact, he's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, it was, it was anno- I found it annoying that, and maybe the writers did too, that people kept saying to Kendall and even Logan that, that he killed someone. I think that was on purpose. Right. But even the audience was saying it. And like, we watched that not be the case. So it's, you know, Logan, whatever. But so I wonder if they almost did that as a response to the fact that like, it needs to be pointed out and they, they didn't want to do it in such a serious that would come across as cheesy way. So they had Roman deliver it as kind of a joke. I kind of felt like it, that it's all do- was done on purpose. Like the way that Logan was able to convince Kendall that he did do it and make him feel that guilt. So he stayed like close by, but never go over him. Like made us also feel that, like feel that, that same thing, like that influence. And then when Roman who just finds out he's like no you didn't it makes us sort of be like oh right we were under logan's spell too like that kind of thing i think i think that was sort of done on done like that but there were other really funny lines like that is a good point but i do think logan doesn't know the exact circumstances oh yes he does why would he because he was asking him he was like were you doing drugs were you like I don't know. No, that like, was, she was just him. doing that to uh, push him. But they never showed Kendall explain like this is what happened. I'm sure he explained it to like, his the 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 his no, uh, I'm security sure guy. Just, no, I'm sure they just like were like we're taking care of it. We don't care about the specifics. Like well, why would he? He probably just assumed Logan Kendall thought he did it. So it's like why would he correct? Well, he never made it a point to try to make him feel okay about it. He always only made him feel bad about it, like brought him to the house. Right, because he he's an like asshole. Kendall was like starting to forget. Remember that? I don't um, s- yeah. I guess I think my central issue again with this show is he's I great. don't understand. The stakes don't seem that high to me. Like, okay, I understand there's like a Game of Thrones level like manipulation thing going on. But in Game of Thrones, it's like you live or you die. Or like they kill your whole family. Here, it's like you get to be the head of this company that no one, that everyone thinks is like sort of like over and like old, like like not like a cool new company. And you already have billions of dollars and you're all kind of incompetent. Like why would, I just don't get why anyone cares that much about being able to run the company. Like they're all rich no matter what. It just seems like there's like devastating thing. I'm like, who cares? I don't know. The the stakes just don't, I don't relate to the stakes at all. I have an answer to that. And cause I also, that baffles me too. I'm like, just go spend your money on something else. Make your own pile. (laughs) Or even, even even or don't like just, just, just do whatever your, the fuck you donate want. Donate to charity. Right. Start something. You know what I mean? Like do no, something else. The beauty, it. the beauty is that they can do any of that. Start your but, own company. Yeah. Right. They can do anything. But the point, I think, is that it's not really about the company. It's about what their parents, particularly Logan, have trained them to believe they get their value from and their options are. So like uh-huh. they, they – and he also spent – like a lifetime training them 
to compete against each other in this way for affection that he will literally never give any of them. So it's like, they're not really trapped in trying to run the company. They're trapped under their father's abusive dynamic they should just see it there well they re- remember they've had that intervention you know kenzel's been to rehab like it's damage is too far <laughs> you and you can and that's why the scene where they're in the dirt is so symbolic because you watch them try to comfort each other and there's this inability they can't it just seems like at any moment they could opt out and be fine so i guess that's like kendall i feel like it's just like this huge loser <laughs> where I'm like, why Why should you run the company? I'm not like rooting for him to be able to run the company. Like, he's like a huge loser. He has so much money. He has no, so- you're not really rooting for them to run the company. You like the, the, the show makes makes you kind of like them, even though they're assholes. Like there's there's lots That's of shows like that. That's what makes the show good. Always, always sunny. Like they're just pure assholes, but you love them as characters. And so in this, like it's kind of the same thing. You agree with Logan that they they have no say, but I but it's kind of like hypocritical of Logan to do that because, like Sammy, you just said, like he's been grooming them to do this for their whole lives. Like that's what Kendall said. Like you don't know what it's like to sort of be promised something your whole life and then it just gets taken right under you. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then they do get that feeling like two hours later and their whole world just comes crashing down because it's like they've been told to feel entitled to it. It's not like they were entitled for no reason. Like kind of, they don't really, they don't deserve it, but they're entitled to it sort of like, Sort of like, uh, like, a, like a crown. Like you're, you're in tight, like royalty. Like you're not, you don't do shit to be the king of England. Be just because you were born in it, but like you're entitled to it since you were born. It's your birthright. So I think that that's why it felt so earth shattering for them. But agreed, if Logan wasn't such like a bastard. You would totally be like, yeah, what the fuck? Make your own pile. <laughs> yeah, like why would the kids – like why Why do you have any right to this? You didn't build this company. You were just born into it. Well, part of why they don't succeed is I think because they're playing a different game than like Tom, Greg, Jerry. Because they're playing the game of being Logan's number one. And they've sort of started to equate that in their minds with the company. But that's not really what they're trying to compete for. Whereas like Tom and and Jerry and all these people who actually have like careers in mind are thinking about how to competently prove themselves Mm -hmm. to Logan to run the company. But it's because it's not their birthright. Yeah, right. Exactly. The kids are like just are are fucked up from this dynamic and they're like in the hamster wheel of. And it's it's meshed in with the company, but you see how really irrelevant they are to the company and how it survives just fine without them. The end was so good, though. To me, Tom is like the only likable character. I don't like any of the three of them. What do you like about Tom? I like that Tom, there's like, with Tom, it's like you have a sense of he's trying to like figure himself out in this like world. He doesn't come from this. And he's first he's trying to like play along. I feel like there's just more di- there's more like layers to him. And then he sort of like abuses Greg as like a way to make himself feel like better and powerful um, as people who like want power do. And then just like, you know, he's married. Yeah, I just feel like there's more like layers to his personality. It's not like obvious. And he's not just like spouting the things that he should be saying like Roman who just like says gross things all the time. I, I too like 
Tom, and I feel like he's changed so much this season, and I think it's because of like him potentially going to jail. And his like, re I really like the last scene when he like talks to Greg about like he's like, just straightforward with like how terrible he was in when he was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're a fucking and, idiot, Craig. Like, that was so funny. And he was like, who who has taken care of you? Even though he does put Greg down, I feel like in this last season, he's been he's been kind of it's been an intimate, more intimate relationship, a sweeter relationship, and it was really, really cute, kind of in the end. And then Craig's like, Who needs his soul anyway? Boo souls. <laughs> I think the transition there was when um when Tom agreed to let Greg hang his his indiscretions on yes yes on, on tom but one of the reasons i think the kids are so one-dimensional and the people outside of the family are not is because that's supposed to demonstrate like how abused they were that like all they have is this one central way in which they were going to get their value which is that they were going to be their father's favorite in some so way. Overall succession, right. great. I feel like we there was a lot more we can talk about in terms of just like the funny ass lines, like the, with the how Roman quick Roman's gonna invade France. Like that was like there's just so many good things. How the mom literally betrayed them at the end. There was and the last scene and the fact that there's now the theory that Shiv is actually pregnant. Um, like that could be crazy. And the fact that Logan is making the maca smoothies. That might be Kerry who No, is... I think he knows because I, I saw your thing. I think he knows because you show her, she, they show her giving it to him and he drinks it and he like doesn't really like it, but he smiles at her. Like there's like uh -huh. a, there's like a small, I noticed it and I was like, that's weird. Like there's something weird with the fucking smoothies. Is Carrie going to be his next wife? Maybe. Imagine. That then you would have like the possibility of another. And we'll have character. another wedding next year, right. and 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 um, what's his name's wedding? I can't remember anybody's names. Um, <laughs> the, Connor's the eldest son, yeah, Connor's well, wedding. Well, that would be interesting because you then have like a new real player, like in a new way. That would that would really introduce another competitor, if you will. Right. I'm excited to see what happens. I feel like it's not going to be straightforward. Like he sells the company and that's it. There, the, the, Okay, one thing. When he goes, I feel it in my bones. And he's like, oh, Shiv is like, because that's great. And he's like, that's all I've got. I'm like, yes, that it, like he is Waystar. Like it's his company. He decides when he feels it. That's like a good business person. Like you you feel it in your gut and that's when you do it. So I think um, there's lots of scenes in that show where they show you like a long moment where Logan is like pensive. There's a moment on the boat when he's going to Matson. There's the moment where he sends Roman home and he's like looking out. He's like, am I really going to do this? Like you can see that he more, more so than ever that they've ever showed him really thinking about yeah, Logan's an asshole, but, like, he definitely is a smart guy. No, obviously yeah. he's really smart. I'm just yeah. saying that, like, you could see this, the change in right. him where he's, like, really, he feels like, oh, wow, I really am not the best. I'm failing. How can I make out of this alive? I realize my kids can't do fucking shit. Is he failing, though? Like, he did, you know, he's good. He's he's fine. He, he didn't he's fail. Not. I mean, his know? company's not. Maybe he's more worried, like, about his own health and, like, his longevity and... He's having another kid. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but maybe. I like that twist. I thought that yeah. was interesting. 
Yeah. That was really funny. We'll see. We'll see if that if, if that materializes. I, I, lo- I loved it. I loved it. I'm so happy that it ended that way. I could watch it again and again. I might rewatch the whole season during Christmas. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with Base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with Base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Okay, so do you want to talk about the other big TV moment of the past week, which is obviously the Sex and the City reboot? Um, and there's a new episode out probably coming out today, but... It comes out on Thursdays? I think so. It came out last Thursday. It's such a bizarre day of the week for it to come out. HBO Max has very interesting release schedules but i actually don't mind them because the inconsistency allows for things to come out sooner than they might otherwise (laughs) i feel like hbo max is like where all the good tv is this it is oh yeah like there's you said said that like you were like the kool-aid guy (laughs) oh Oh, yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it really is the best. It's my favorite. I'm obsessed with HBO Max. No, there, there was a time, I feel like, when, like, the other streaming services were having, like, there was almost, like, equal. Like, they all had, like, simil- like similarly good levels of shows. And now HBO, I feel like, realized that people were catching up to them. And then now everything they have is, like, awesome. Yeah. Wait, did you finish? In- have you been watching Insecure this season? I ha- I need that's another show on my list of things to watch. We should talk about that. It's the last season, right? It's almost over. The season is almost over. I know. I'm very I'm very behind um, on all the HBO Max gold gold. Have you watched it? Did you like it? I've been yeah. I've been watching it. I didn't. I'm not caught up. 
in the last episode. Maybe we'll catch up and do a another thing or wait till Sammy's at off the is <laughs> off for a week. I actually plan to catch up on Insecure. I that's on my list of like watch the whole thing in like a day too. That's a great show. <laughs> that's possible. <laughs> Sex in the City, I find like kind of annoying. Like you just have watching, to, you have to accept it for its annoyingness. That's a I very know. standard view. Yeah, I would but say. No, I mean, I don't think the show was annoying at all. Like the actual show, ever? I thought was. You didn't think it was ever annoying. I thought it was like funny and fun. This all just seems like so like. It's the movies are so sappy. It's just like, ugh, I don't know. I just feel like ugh, you didn't watch whatever. episode two, right? I did watch did. episode you two. Did. I watched okay. it last night. Also, it's all just like so like melodramatic. Like the show wasn't like that at all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Miranda's just really like... She wouldn't be like that. It just doesn't I, make any sense that she would be like... Charlotte would be like that. Yeah, yeah. Even when she does the eulogy for Carrie and like she looks over at her and they're like... Carrie wrote that. You. I know. But I didn't even think it was that good. I was like... Yeah, I was, so I was like, It was like I we had Car- cigars with big and drink I, I thought Carrie was like going to say that that's shit. And then Miranda's like, Carrie wrote it. And I'm like, what? Like, she's not a good writer anymore? <laughs> I was thinking like, that too. <laughs> like, that's the best you could do? Yeah. It was like, very was boring. Awful. It was but very boring. Like, the but, guy in the whole series, like, yeah, we had but, drinks with him. But also when she sits down and looks at him, looks at, sorry, looks at Carrie and they like give each other that like look. And I'm like, ugh. Like this acting, what is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that. Well, that's why that's why none of them are like in that much shit after Sex in the City. Like none of them are that good of actors. What do you mean? Charlotte was just in that Netflix movie with Greg Grammer. It's like that weird. It was like oh so God. porny. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, after watching and just like that, I went back and I watched the first Sex in the City movie, which at the time I think was thought of as cheesy. But it was actually like now I'm looking at it. It was like that was good. <laughs> Compared Which, to I, this, compared, less cheesy. I don't mind it. I like it now. Like at this <laughs> point, I'm like, I don't care that it's cheesy because that's sort of like what it's trying to be. It's it's succeeding at being cheesy. But the show was not cheesy. That's what I'm saying. Like the show, I think was like I think quick was and fun cheesy. and funny. There were mo- there were some moments that were cheesy, but overall, I thought the show was like an interesting take on dating in New York in your 30s or in your 20s. Or just like, but it I was think also there was like, so cheesy. Like there were so not many- really the show. If you watch the actual TV series, it I, was not yeah. very cheesy. It was not very cheesy at all. It was very very quick. I couldn't and like help had but really wonder. interesting takes. <laughs> I mean, that part was like you know what I mean, like sort of parodied in itself. But Miranda had like really funny fun lines that she was like not yeah. sentimental. It was like very, and I just don't like right, the, in wasn't. the movies. In the movies, they make. They make these, they're making these plot lines. Like, I remember the first movie where they were like, and Miranda tells Big, like, never get married. And then he just completely abandons Carrie at the eye, um, right? There's at no the wedding. Nuance. And then she's, right. And then she's like, how could you say that? And it's like this, it's like, your kids recital, like, you're blaming me. Like, no one would blame you. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is your plot line. No one would be like, and it's your fault for your kid having a recital that night. Like, no one would think that. Right. Well, okay. I will say there was a big difference, I thought, between the first and second episode and the fact that they were willing to actually put a major plot point like Big Dying in. The first episode I found to be just like beyond parody. If it had continued that way without him dying, I probably wouldn't finish the series, to be completely honest with you. But the second episode, because they were, I think, 
They put in many more interesting pieces that I think allowed for growth throughout the season. So yeah, Miranda's so fucking annoying in this. But <laughs> I think they're giving her an opp- opportunity right. to become to less annoying. And it's it's almost as if the characters only aged but did not change mentally between between the, the series and now. And that, I think, by placing them in 2021, you're going to force them, you're going to put them in circumstances that are, like, uncomfortable. Carrie's now going to be single. Miranda's now going to, like, I don't know, have to sort of modernize her way of thinking. Charlotte, I hope, won't cry as much. You know, it, I just think that... Um, <laughs> Char- Charlotte is... is uh... The worst the hard character. character. I think the point of why they made them so annoying is so that you could be like a little proud of where they end up later. And that's just my prediction for this. Hopefully. Based on the preview and what they kind it's, of made it Tammy, seem like it was going to be like. You should go back and watch like a random episode from like season four of the actual show. I do that sometimes. I sometimes I'll watch Sex in the City on like the reruns. It's not on E though. Yeah, you have to watch the HBO one. It's different. I like the show. I'm like, I don't have a problem if a show is cheesy and slightly annoying. I think think the problem (laughs) though is that Samantha edged it out, like made it edgier. But in the movies though, the, the movies were just terribly written yeah. and like they didn't fit the characters. They made the characters like so much more exaggerated than they were in real life. But the in the show itself, like Samantha's scenes were edgy and they were really Or at funny. least for that time period. Samantha was like particularly, I think, just because she was like very sex obsessed and had no desire to like be in a relationship was like very un... Mm-hmm. That was not a thing like in like the 90s and early 2000s that many people were like, there were not many characters like that. I would say. It really is a shame that Samantha of all of them is the one that that left because she, I think, probably would have been the most interesting to watch thrive in this time. Charlotte, I think, is like I like watching her because in the way I like watching, you know, someone be so ridiculous, but she I think is the least interesting and has the least growth potential just as a person. Well, I guess we'll see. Maybe she'll get a little bit less. Charlotte, the actress who plays her friend is literally the most beautiful human being so, I've ever seen. In my yeah. Life. Oh, at the recital? No, the, the yeah. Or she came to her. LTW, Lisa Todd Wexley. Literally the most beautiful human. Like, don't you think it's weird <laughs> that like, okay, if these people are all still really friends, don't you think they would have known who Lisa T- Todd Wexley was at by that time of that mm. lunch? Like the writing in the first episode was so expository, like. That also, why does so Big annoying. take like four years to die? And then dies right when <laughs> she got home. Like juxtaposing the death with like the piano playing and... The Manhattan School of Music is all the way uptown. There's no way she could have gotten home. And then he dies one second later. I am going to be honest. The thing with Charlotte being like you do blame me, like Charlotte did convince her to go she wasn't gonna go and she convinced her she's like fine she guilted her into going she goes maybe it's lily's fault for even for even learning to play the piano you could take this so far no i think Char- if charlotte was like not she a, deal, died a different time probably from from biking on the peloton she might have been there she could have been there the whole thing my question is like so called nine one like i i've said that the minute it was happening i'm like 
screaming at Rusty. I'm like, why isn't she calling 911? She's, She's just, just staring, staring at him. At They're him. just looking at each other. Like, it's just, what the fuck are you doing? She could have saved him. I listened to something that the writer said. It's that they, like, extended that period of time artfully on purpose. Not that it actually was that long that she was staring. That it was supposed to be, like, from Carrie's perspective, like, you know, right. like a bad I, moment like that in your life expands in your brain and they were trying to I think like illustrate that I get it but still they, but either way she didn't know that he had had the heart attack 20 north of 20 minutes ago in her mind it could have happened two minutes ago and he was still savable so that's that's the annoying thing is like from Carrie's perspective she doesn't know how long he's been sitting there so it makes no sense also he could have reached I don't I mean I've never yeah, had a heart he attack seem to be trying how did he sit back up like he was like yeah exactly <sighs> like you sat up get the he was just like, ugh, like, like I can't. if Tony Soprano could go and get the phone on a on a like a phone where it's connected to the wall, Tony Soprano has to physically dial nine one one on a wall phone and get the 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 ambulance to come. Fucking big on his iPhone. He doesn't even seem like press. he's trying. That's the whole he thing. Was he's just like. like eh, eh, eh. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. 
Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code Betches20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code Betches20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code Betches20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I also found what drove me nuts is Jess King, you know, the Peloton instructor. What was what was with the Allegra accent? <laughs> I don't Why? know. I maybe Why? they I, maybe there was some sort of like issue why where... did why did she have to speak Spanish? That didn't make sense either because she was supposed to be from like Brazil, I think, or something. But why? I don't know. <laughs> like, why was that? Because why, Sex and the City it, has a lot of like ridiculous I just felt like they details were like, like that. Okay, we're gonna take Sex and the City and make it so 2021. We're gonna yeah. put in a Peloton. We're gonna put in some social justice, yeah. and then it's gonna be an amazing 2021 expose. And we're then, gonna show Brody having sex. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just seemed very. They're tr- they're just trying. Like, so it, it wasn't. There was no subtlety or like. I don't know. Everything was was so forced. You know, they each got their own diverse friend who's yes. going to show them yes. the way. They, yeah, and and uh, Ugh, Sarah Jessica right. Parker even got a like um, you know, non-binary fr- yeah. Yes. It was yeah. like a little little too like okay, we're like trying extremely we're like really pushing this agenda because because sex in the city is so white and so heterosexual. Right. I do feel like to say something positive <laughs> because I, I like even though I hated it, I like liked it. I, I was excited to watch it and I still was like happy watching it, even though I was hysterically crying after Big died. Not because I gave a shit that Big died, but more so I was just like, life is short and this is terrifying me. <laughs> like I was really upset and I, other people said the same thing. Like it was just kind of like you felt Carrie's like pain, like, oh, my God, like. Now, sorry, big, but like, oh my God, now you just kind of have this, you have this life and then all of a sudden it could just be pulled right from under you. Like that to me felt very like emotional, but all that aside, I thought Carrie's acting was Sarah Jessica Parker's acting was actually pretty good, better than in the movies. Like I thought it was much less exaggerated and I felt like every time I was watching her, I was like, oh, this feels like old sex in the city, like her acting only. She feels like she's playing herself. I think she is kind of like that, if I yeah. had to guess. She seems like she like is kind of a Carrie Bradshaw type person. Yeah. Okay. I, I just hate that. her fucking hats. I think they're so stupid. I love her hair. <laughs> um, and I mean, uh, it's funny because I saw I, I didn't watch the second episode till last night, and I saw like the kind of memes about like the Samantha gift, and everyone was like, I didn't really like fully look into them because I didn't want to spoil her. But then like, everyone's like, Oh, Samantha is the best friend. Samantha is like the best thing and like you read the ca- the the card and it's like love samantha like that's what you have to say when your friend's husband dies you just send flowers with love samantha it's because she had ignored her and they had remember they yeah so get, call her, her. Yeah. give write her a real note love samantha if, if i got if i if i had into a fight with my friend and then my husband died and they sent flowers with just a card that said love samantha i'd be like are you not going to call me? It's well, weird I think that Carrie was... T- I mean, it is a little soon to call, to be honest, when you haven't spoken in so long. But the fact that Carrie was so touched... Yeah, that was, was unbelievable. Like, like Samantha spent it's money like Samantha, they all had money. Samantha was, like, bitchy to you because you didn't want to use her as your publicist. It's like... 
Carrie right, didn't do anything wrong by to it. Samantha. That that um a scene when Carrie is explaining to Miranda like I tried and I did all this and I didn't understand. It felt like a real. Like, that felt real. You know what I mean? It felt like she was actually was describing scene. the relationship between her and Kim Cattrall. Yes. Which oh, maybe... No, I think she and Kim Cattrall have always hated each other. I don't think they were, like, ever friends. Oh, I, right. But I that think is, from I think... her perspective may, might be that, like, like maybe Kim doesn't like her. Kim Cattrall's write a book. I've, I think I've she's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder what the real story there well, is. Well, that's why she's writing like, a book. Yeah, that's the only way you get to find out. There's three sides to a story, Jordana. Um, well, I, we also uh, probably could hear what well, all their Cynthia Nixon side, and maybe some producers could weigh in. Like, perhaps there's six sides to a story. Yeah, <laughs> to this story. I'm um, excited to watch more of this, though. I think it's going to be interesting. To I think it's going to be really bad, but good to watch. Like, really so bad that it's good. You know what? What I've discovered is that. If I don't like something, I just stop watching it. So anything that I watch, I basically like by default. What? Okay. So what is something that you have stopped watching? Um, Yellow Jackets, which I told you about last week. You barely gave it a shot. Yeah. No, I didn't barely. I actually gave it two shots. I started the first episode twice. I couldn't watch it either time. I think I just don't really like things that are gory. And it was very gory. And I just Mm. couldn't get into it. So I tried. I you guys watch Dexter? No. no. Do you watch Landscapers? Oh, I watched. Oh, I started it. I um don't give me anything away, but I'm I'm really I into love it. Olivia Coleman. There's I'm only be four episodes, so I love it. There's only gonna be four. I think it's a lovely. I think little... Olivia Coleman is the reason why the show is good. She's so good. Where has she Her been for the past too. like fifty years? She was in Broadchurch. I know, but like <laughs> I feel like she should have been more famous earlier in her life. She's so talented. Maybe it, that this is why she's so talented. It must be interesting to just like suddenly get famous up. at like 50 years old. I think it's probably the healthiest way to get famous because you you have a solid pr- probably maybe have a solid core self by then. And the, the fame probably has less of an effect on you because you like What's already it? existed as like a full human. Hopefully I could see that. She seems like she'd be fun to have lunch with. What if she's like a Jeremy Strong and she's like, you know, just so Maybe she serious. would be fun. And she's like only talks to you in, in, in the character of the queen. <laughs> yeah, or or whatever, whatever character she's, she isn't. At but maybe because point. she got famous so late, she's not that annoying. Right. I mean. Who knows? Well, one day maybe there will be a New Yorker profile and we'll find out. Would you rather have lunch with Helen Mirren or Olivia Coleman? Um... The dame. Uh, we should Helen have a segment Mirren. called "Who Would You Rather Helen, Have Lunch With?" Helen, Helen Mirren. Mirren. I like and I like that idea for a segment. Let's do that. Wait, what's another show you guys stopped midway? Can't de- deal with it. Can you name shows? Because I, 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 I kind of forget things. about that. I cannot. After. I can't stop. I, I, I have to see them through. Lots of shows. Pen Fifteen. I'm trying to watch. I can't. years ago I tried that. I could try it's again. Very cringe. It's they just released oh, more episodes. It's a little. I, it's too cringy. For that's me the Mindy sometimes. Keeling one. No. Oh no. No. What's the Mindy? Never have I ever. I I, I I confused all the like old. You know what I mean? Like the things you would do yeah. in elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. That's in high school. Though, oh, I stopped Cruel Summer. I stopped oh, Cruel Summer in the middle. I stopped that show with um, 
with nine strangers with oh no, that was so thing. bad i, I was so annoyed i really like, wanted to like yeah. it so did i it, i stopped that in the middle and i stopped that same. while on vacation which is a bad sign because i had all the time in the world and i still nine perfect continue. strangers i think is the only show that i did not finish no i watched in like my entire thing. life you want to know yeah. what's his face is i just couldn't stop watching because he just kind of was really hot to me what's his name <laughs> the the scruffy guy yeah what's his name brad garrett know. No, he looks like Brad Garrett, but it's not Brad who, Garrett. Who? What's his name? He's married to Rose Burns. Bobby Cannavale. Yes. yes. I, I Bobby really Cannavale like looks like Brad Garrett. I always get them who confused. Who is Brad Garrett? He's like from Everybody Loves Raymond, I think, no, or something. He, okay, yes, Brad he Garrett does. Is, okay, but Brad Garrett is not hot. And Bobby Cannavale they, is. They look like they're brothers. Do they not? They could. They look like they could be related. And one is hot and one is not. <laughs> 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 no offense everybody loves raymond but yeah that's really the only reason why i kept watching like um what nicole gibbons russian accent really was just sending so bad to Tranquilum. Tranquilum. also that best-selling book the plot seems so stupid the book is probably better like because my guess and that's why it became a show there, that were some, just didn't there hit. was some good acting moments i thought in it and i kept watching Liz mccarthy it. was good yeah, she was good. And then there were like some good scenes about like grief I thought were really good. But the whole like psychedelics and the, the that was all really dumb. Yeah. Who was the dad? Michael Shannon? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, was like that. There was one scene. He was, he was a good really actor, but the, ca- the character, the whole family was like, all the characters were like kind of annoying, but I guess that was maybe sort but of the, the point. End, but they were like dealing with grief and in the end, like it, it, that was a, I thought that was really good. Like, each individual little story was good, but the entire show was kind of dumb. Yeah, I was waiting for it all to come together in an interesting way, and it came together in like a wacky, absurd I, way that I did I'm, not. Wacky is a new word that I'm using frequently. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> I love that journey for you. I feel like Tranquilium set was just not that Tranquilium. Like, it wasn't that pretty. I didn't understand. Like, it was just like this small, kind of small hotel. There was no. <laughs> your like, issue with the show was that the, the, <laughs> the, the spa was not up to your standards. It wasn't chic enough. Like, if you're going to spend so much money to go to the spa, to like change and shit like i would think it would just be like a lot more beautiful also, i really want to speak to the manager on their behalf <laughs> the scene where they buried themselves makes me think of shannon and david bedore like here lies shannon <laughs> <laughs> where they had to like write their eulogies for each other yeah or something yeah, yeah. i don't know oh, it just man. didn't it just wasn't it wasn't there for me it wasn't there but um i think that's all we have for today don't forget new episodes come out every thursday you can follow me at Jordana abraham follow me at sammy and me at aileen be sure to send us a little review if you like the show rate it five stars of course and follow it on apple or spotify and we will see you next week on the at betches podcast Betches is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Be sure to follow at Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Betches.